I am Dr. Michael Gordon with the Gordon Binder Weiss Vision Institute in La Jolla, California, and you are listening to the first national radio channel created specifically for medical professionals, ReachMD XM 157. How do you talk to someone who is dying? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today are Dr. David Feldman and Dr. Andrew Lasher, authors of the new book, The End of Life Handbook, a compassionate guide to connecting with and caring for a dying loved one. Dr. Feldman is Assistant Professor of Counseling Psychology at Santa Clara University. Dr. Lasher is the Director of Palliative Medicine at California Pacific Medical Center in San Francisco. Dr. Feldman, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you so much for having us. Dr. Lasher, welcome. Thank you. What's it like for two doctors to write a book together? Well, we shared an office. And it's funny how just proximity can end up giving birth to really interesting endeavors like this. I can speak for myself about the personal inspiration that sort of pushed me in the direction and made me at some point approach Andrew and say, let's write a book. And that was quite simply my patients and families. Working as a psychologist in a hospice, what I discovered very quickly is that almost all families have something like... I don't know what to do to say, or they say, I never expected to face this, or I'm feeling totally overwhelmed. I think of one 85-year-old woman who was losing her husband to cancer, and she pulled me aside one day and she said, Dr. Feldman, I never thought this was going to happen to us. And that's so common to hear. And yet think about the absurdity of that, that an 85-year-old woman would say, I never thought that death would happen to us. And so this all inspired me to try to write something that would address the concerns of these families and patients directly, to give them a guide that would help them with the practical matters that need to happen, the emotional matters, and the medical matters. And so I approached Andrew, and we agreed that this was something that we both really wanted to do and actually made it happen. Dr. Feldman, what led to your interest in end-of-life care initially? Like many people in this field, it was a personal experience. My grandfather, who I was very close to, about 12 years ago, died. He had emphysema, and at one point he said, I don't think he was ever suicidal, but at one point I remember distinctly, it was very upsetting to me, him saying, what's the point in going on? I'm in such distress, I'm in such suffering, I'm in such pain. Why continue? And at some point, the family made the decision to transition him to hospice. And he was able to be at home. He was still in bed. He was still on oxygen. He was still debilitated. But these amazing nurses and doctors and other healthcare providers came into the home and alleviated a lot of his suffering and really gave him back to the family. And he had a couple more months of reasonably good quality of life. And I remember thinking at the time, I want to do that. And so it's been my great privilege to be able to do that. Dr. Lasher, what led to your passion for end-of-life care? My passion for this kind of medicine really routed through the intensive care unit. I was an internist by training, uh, trained at Stanford uh, Hospital and Clinics, and I really thought all along I was going to be an intensive care doc. And I realized very early in my training that what I was particularly good at was communication. And 
for people that don't know, I, I said there are a lot of doctors in the audience. We all know that medical school is basically just a four-year vocabulary course. You just learn how to speak another language, and that language is doctor. And having mastered that, then you really go through the work and internship and residency of how to become a good physician. What I realized early in my training is that we were not very good as a profession about taking this incredible pool of knowledge and translating that into something that patients and their families could take advantage of and pair with their own goals and values. So I, I had so many patients that I cared for in the ICU that more than they needed the incredible technology that we had at our disposal, the ventilators and dialysis and the life support that we were endeavoring to provide, they needed an honest conversation about what was really happening, about where their loved one was in the story of their life. And that's really what led me into end-of-life care and palliative medicine. Dr. Feldman, how do you recommend doctors use your book? Well, I hope that doctors will read it, will like it, will find it helpful, and will recommend it directly to families. That's really who it's voiced for. It's written in as little jargon as we could, as accessible and in a comforting a tone as we could to really provide good info to families. One of the things as a psychologist that I often hear from physicians is that they say, we spend a lot of time with families, sometimes more than we'd like, and that families not only take up a lot of time, but misunderstandings on the part of families can often lead to blockades in providing the best care possible. And so we're hoping that this book will help to be somewhat of a solution for that, that by giving this book after having meetings with the family, by giving this book and saying, you should read this, that this will give patients accurate understanding, some good advice, some comfort, so that the next time they meet with the doctor, their questions will be a lot more focused. A lot of those misunderstandings will be taken care of. So I hope at least that this is a time saver and a work saver to a certain degree to doctors and also a great comfort and information source for families. So I'm hoping that doctors are comfortable just recommending it directly. If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me are Dr. David Feldman and Dr. Andrew Lasher, discussing their book, The End of Life Handbook, a compassionate guide to connecting with and caring for a dying loved one. Dr. Lasher, what feedback have you received from doctors about the book? Doctors at the hospital that I work at have been uniformly congratulatory about the cover. Uh, they think it's beautiful. They wonder where I got the time, along with Dr. Feldman, to write the book. And they think it'll be very, very helpful for their patients. It isn't, as Dave said, a book that is designed for physicians, but I hope that it makes it into enough physicians' hands to become something that they recommend to the people that they take care of, whether it's doctors like me who specialize in end-of-life care or oncologists or cardiologists, people who often encounter patients in the last chapter of their life. That's what we're hoping happens. And, and the feedback has been uniformly positive, and I'm grateful for that. Where did you find the time? <laughs> well, you'll have to ask my wife. You know, <laughs> both David and I obviously are, are very busy during the day, and we spend a lot of time carving out you know, phone conversations and time to scheme about this book. Uh, and then once we had a scheme, we took the time at night to get it done. It probably took us about a year. 
and sacrificed a handful of Friday and Saturday nights out to make it happen, but it was well worth it. What advice do you have to any listeners who are thinking about writing a book? The first step is having a good outline. I know that for me, when we started, I've never been scared by the blank page. It was really more the blank plan. But once we had a plan, you know, a paragraph outline of the things that we wanted to say and how we wanted to say them, it was a lot less scary. It was able to be chopped up into manageable parts. It was easy to set deadlines. That was the best thing that both David and I did. And strange for people that are as busy as we are, we really hit every deadline. I felt, Dave, I don't know what you would add to that, but it was a very seamless process relative to what I'd heard about. Dr. Feldman? I would say get a good collaborator. (laughs) (laughs) What made this great actually was that we set out to write a book that would have practical and emotional things, and that's obviously my bailiwick, and medical information in it, and that's obviously Andrew's. And so finding somebody who complements you and corrects for your deficits, I would say was one of the most valuable things that we did. And it just went so smoothly once we had that outline and we knew what each of us were going to be doing. It was actually surprisingly a breeze. Because it was meant to be. That's why. (laughs) Thanks. We like to think so, I think. It sounds like you created a tool that you wished you could have used along the way. And now you have it, so you can share it with others. It's like you in a book form. Well, I certainly believe that it is something that patients that we had both cared for along the way and those patients' families could have benefited from. A lot of what was already in existence was either very technical, somewhat highbrow, or really not thorough enough. I like to think that we've created something that's comprehensive enough for people to take from, regardless of what stage they're at or what their philosophies are. I hope that we've been a guide not just for patients and families who are looking towards hospice care, but those that are looking towards traditional supportive care, chemotherapy, radiation, all of the very technical and wonderful things that we can offer. So I hope that it achieves all that. It's a very comprehensive book and an easy read dealing with complex subjects. Very well done. Doctors, what is the most challenging aspect of your work, Dr. Feldman? It's going to sound trite, but it's so true for me, so I have to give this answer. It is losing people who I care about. Part of my job is to do counseling, psychotherapy with people who are dying. It means I get close to them. And I may see them once a week for a few weeks. I may see them several times a week for a long time, for months. And it's easy to become fond of them and then you you see them leave. I think of one fellow who had a brain tumor that was progressing during the time that I was working with him. And I had to lose him in stages, just like his family did, you know, watching his cognitive abilities go, watching him become increasingly confused, and eventually getting to a point where our sessions together were more about me sitting there and just putting my hand on his shoulder and him realizing I was there. This is sad, but I must say it's also inspiring, which is something you hear a lot from folks who work in hospice and palliative care. It teaches me a lot about life, and it's totally worth that hazard. Dr. Lasher? I'll take less of the high road that David did. I don't want to sound too confessional, but the most challenging aspect of the work for me in the trenches in the hospital is dealing with families who are suffering from very raw, difficult emotions. It's hard for that not to rub off. People and their families who are terminally ill 
don't always behave in a way that's rational. I think most of the physicians in the audience and non-physicians can understand that and may have even experienced that. And no matter how much you can tell yourself that that's the case, sometimes they either lash out or behave in a way that that's hard not to take personally. And I'm young and I'm getting better at letting that wash off. But that's a very difficult aspect of end-of-life care in general. And I'm improving, so that's positive. Dr. Feldman and Dr. Lasher, thank you so much for joining us to discuss your book, The End-of-Life Handbook, A Compassionate Guide to Connecting with and Caring for a Dying Loved One. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD library. Thank you for listening.